Hi, and welcome to the latest episode of Innovation Deciphered. Today I'm joined by two gentlemen from Sir Robert McAlpine, Porrick Delaney, who's the Head of Digital for London, and Josh Harding, who's a Project uh, Digital Manager. And they're going to talk today about a very, very innovative project called The Forge, which is a project for land securities with funding by Innovate UK. So we're going to be talking about all things digital. And uh, there's also a case history. Uh, the link is in the show notes. So any additional info you want, look in the show notes. Anyway, now on with the podcast. Hi, so today I've got Porrick Delaney and Josh Harding, both from Sir Robert McAlpine's, and we're going to have a really, really interesting discussion, I hope, I'm sure we will, uh, specifically about the use of digital on the Forge project. So, Porrick, give us a bit of a rundown of what Forge project is about and what the digital element is. So the Forge project is a innovation project. Um, it is a key innovation project for land security. So Landsec, who we are delivering the project for, um, we are part of a manufacturing assembly manager, um, of which we're part delivering uh, in a joint venture with Mace Construction. Uh, so it's a joint venture, fifty-fifty split between Mace and McAlpine. Um, not something you typically get in central London. Um, it was a, a challenge or a an opportunity which Landsec came to us for and, and kind of said, you know, you're two the key delivery uh, main contractors that they work with. And um, they had this innovative project and they wanted to combine the knowledge and expertise from both um, from both of us and, and kind of, yeah, lead the way on, on this project, which is part funded, funded had some funding from Innovate UK because of its platform design, um, its kit of parts, it's kind of trying to basically be uh, take from what the construction industry from the uh, sorry from the car industry in terms of that platform yep. design the kit of parts being able to actually look at construction in a different way um, yeah in a nutshell and just quickly on the you mentioned did you mention that you've got some funding from innovate uk or was it landsec you got the funding landsec got the funding yeah so that basically allowed us um so part of that funding allowed us to procure a load of digital tools so usually on a lot of our jobs we, we our digital offering is the only thing they get whereas with the additional money we were able to go out and get more of like the innovation tools instead of just our general standard day-to-day -day stuff so what did that look like um well in terms of well, what tools were there so we had a tool called Converge, which uh, monitored the concrete strength, so through wireless sensors, which connected to on-site data hubs. Gave so these us are live, things that are cast into yeah, the concrete. they gave us sort of live data for people to make data-led decisions. That was like the, the key driver for that. Um, we, we implemented a QR coding system for material tracking. So the Comptor Beam system, which is a key part of the platform design, um, Dam, who, who manufactured the beams, uh, within the factory we would QR code the console beam and it would contain a load of sub-elements. So when they scanned it, they could check what sub-components that 
that involved. So that was like a QA process for them, and it meant that the right confort beam would end up in the right location on site, which we had um, yeah. a few issues with, like at early doors. So that really helped us. So that's sort of an innovation yeah. bo- bo- borrowed or from the retail industry, yeah. I guess, who yeah. coordinated that many years ago, didn't yeah. they? Yeah, and that was something that was really sort of, the material tracking side of things was something that was really pushed from Landsec. They really wanted to, to tr- test that. So we had the temperature monitoring of the concrete, the barcode for inventory. Yeah. Were there any other special We've pieces of digital? Quite a few. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So at the very start of the job, so we, we, like Josh said, it's there's a number of different innovative tools, but stuff that maybe is a bit more entry level requirements that we'd be quite familiar with and Mace would in terms of, you know, your common data environments and all that, that's all pretty standard stuff. Um, clash detection tools and kind of issue management platforms, BIM Colab, uh, Daylux for model viewing, all of that is kind of a standard across every single job. But there were a number of uh, key high level objectives which Landsec had for the Forge that then uh, to really match the objectives with the digital solutions, we kind of assessed 36 tools originally. Yeah, then um, I think we ended up with like 17, 18 in the end, and that was the ones we would take forward. Correct, so you looked at 36 mm-hmm. and actually took about half of them. Yeah, did yeah. like quite a you know, big sort of desktop study, got like all the, the, the digital tool vendors in early, loads of meetings with them, and you know, we were sort of assessing them against a set of Landsec project objectives, um, which were things like real-time data, um, lower capital cost, 35% fewer operatives, and thing, things like that. They had a, you know, seven or eight um, project targets, basically. So we would assess those tools against the, the added value for the project and those targets, basically. Wow. Um, so the... the this Innovate UK project was about the construction process or was it also looking at the the lifespan of the building itself? Both really. It's yeah, yeah, it's it's both because it, it's one it's a net carbon zero's first commercial development that they're um, based upon kind of scientific targets that will be delivered for Landsec and one of the first ones in, in London itself. So it's it's looking at the embodied carbon as well as obviously trying to be a digital innovative project. So it's quite key and quite core for them that they want to to really push for this um and it's fair to say you know we had to engage in the right way you know it's the first time that we've teamed up with, with mace for a similar development it was the first time uh you know any of us has really engaged with a project like this and we had to kind of get the environment the collaboration right and i think that's what landsec were really keen on is establishing the right relationships even with the technology companies and all the trades that came on board so this is an innovation project, you know, the brief did, did evolve and we kind of, you know, we found new efficiencies and we, we changed tact on some things and you had to be quite agile. Um, That's interesting. So how did you set up the collaboration? Because I presume it was a three-way one between yourself and Mace and uh, Landsec. Um, yeah, I mean... It, it was quite simple in terms of the digital side of things because we were sort of controlling that, we were taking the lead on it. Um, and then obviously the whole project team gets involved in the end, but in terms yes. of the setup, we did all of that sort of legwork um, and then just, just went with the flow really. Did you do the usual things of having 
workshops to get joint objectives and understand who was making what decisions. Yeah, we had we had a weekly digital um, review meetings with Landsec to basically try and iron out any issues, and then we also you'd have the the software vendors themselves were, you know, that they were it wasn't just there you go it's over to you they'd actually try and develop the tool um, as the project was going on so yeah all sort of part of the journey I suppose yeah and where are we at now it's nearly finished the project and when did it start uh, I think it was January 2020 yes. January 2020 so we're filming now in December 22 and the construction work is nearly finished yeah th- another three months another three months yeah. so yeah we're, we're going to publish yeah. this in yeah. a, roughly when the project finishes so that's good timing so what what was it like you, you've got the start of this you've chosen 17 technologies that you don't normally use then what happened with those 17 you just sort of take it day by day like you know we, I tried to do only sort of one thing at a time so um, so you, for instance, you looked at what was what you needed first. So Converge was obviously the one that I needed to, to implement first because the concrete slabs were going ahead. Whereas another tool called Disperse, they weren't coming on uh, to the project until the fit out stage. So Disperse, they used to come to site once a week and do three sixty photo scans, and then um, the three sixty photo scans uh, turn into automated progress reports which um, were really useful. Wow. One of the things I think that really helped with that as well, like Josh already touched on, the, the weekly meetings that we had at the start, we're still having them now at the end. And that's between ourselves, uh, key representatives from Landsec. So Neil Pinnell is kind of the key lead within all of this. It's it's his kind of brainchild or, or baby as such. It's, you know, it's an innovation project kind of innovation lead for, for Landsec and they're keen to get the learnings out of this um, but in terms of you know the project itself keeping that weekly ongoing you know I think as an industry it's you know there's a lot of you know change and, and there's always kind of a, a new thing you know and it's it was digital it's sustainability and sometimes you get that as a genuine requirement and sometimes you get it as a, a nice to have from certain clients or certain developments or they haven't fully expanded or evolved their requirements in terms of what they want. Um, but Landsec's approach was was quite refreshing in a way. They kind of just they kept that ongoing. That you know, they showed that kind of passion that they really wanted to to use this to succeed with it. So they've that's why that weekly weekly meeting was ongoing. They were involved all the way through. It wasn't just, yeah, this is this is a requirement that we're gonna set and, you know, hope for the best with it. It was no no, we're we're gonna get something out of this. And just looking back, so you're eighty odd percent, maybe eighty five percent through the construction process. Yeah, I don't need specifics, but of yeah, of those seventeen technologies, have they all turned out to have added value, or have some of them fallen by the wayside? Um, yeah, I think in general, yes. Um, I think the thing that we struggled with as a project team was that a lot of the tools did. Um, offer you a lot of um, data like automated data and people aren't used to having all that data so they get maybe a bit overwhelmed but uh, just as cult- it's a cultural thing so I think future projects as, as they get used to having the access to all this data and as the, the tools develop themselves as well because they need to also develop 
and we need to develop project teams, I think it could be really successful in the future. Yes, because we, we, we talk a lot in this room with vendors of technology. And of course, you think, just, yes, it's exactly that. You, it's almost like going to a buffet and there's every conceivable dish. You can't digest it all in one meal. No. I think going back to that research that was done was the key part, you know, actually assessing the tool, but mapping it back to the objective um, of what Landsec had, but also key drivers for Sir McAlpine, things that we wanted to get out of it too. Um, and we have some of the tools we've definitely, there's there's not too many of them that we would kind of say, you know, we'd, we'd find it maybe a, a more structured process around the QR code tracking, but there wasn't anything in the industry at that time. Um, but the likes of the, the innovations around reality and progress capture, that's going to be constantly you know, on review for us. That's part of our new strategy within McAlpine as well. Um, and um, other things like Converge, the strength monitoring, you know, like Josh touched on, the, the ability to react in terms of program and being able to use that data, that's where the challenge is. The technology, I think, is there. It's kind of the process and the people behind it that we kind of want to focus on. Let's just talk about the people, because obviously you've got a big project team delivering this. How how they get on with all of this data and these new tools? I think mixed. So some people obviously engage more than others. It's always hard to get everyone to the same sort of level. But yeah, um, I mean, even you know, even the client, they were they were engaged and using some of the tools. Um, just popping into my head because disperse obviously was. Uh, deployed during the height of COVID, so with the three hundred and sixty scans, where people couldn't get to site, and half well half the architectural team and structural team were actually working from Barcelona, so um, the bride and wood team, so they were having access to the site virtually, um, so that was really sort of key. That's interesting because that's that type of technology. Then that that's could be a real disruptor. I'm guessing. Well, yeah. It allows anyone to work from anywhere. <laughs> yeah. As long as you, it can be. Within reason, yeah. Time zones aren't too different. <laughs> I think it's, it's definitely going to be one that opens up some, uh, how we maybe look at projects and how we structure teams differently. Um, I don't think we're there right yet at this moment to kind of say, well, this allows us to change the way of working, but it allows us to start having those ideas or start kind of seeing about what, what the future project delivery model looks like. And just on some of those big objectives for the project, I think, did you mention they're trying to reduce man hours by um, yeah, 35%? Uh, so, yeah, labour by 35%, which I, I think we did actually achieve. So a lot of like the install team sizes were a lot lower than your standard job for the, for the platform, for the primary steel frame, for the contour beams, um, the MEP modules. So, so this is because it was effectively yeah. manufactured off-site? Yeah, and we were also... So, Part of part of what our commitment to Innovate UK was to provide productivity data on the basically measuring the success of the platform, see if we wanted to do it again. So, we had a data capture plan for each of the trade contractors. Um, so, for example, for the MEP modules, um, NG Bailey had their own sort of tracker. They were reporting to us how many pieces, how many modules they were installing per day. So you had fan coil unit module, ceiling module, pipework module. And they would, um, they were measuring that against the prototype that we did at Ropley, basically on a farm. So they were measuring the install times against that benchmark. 
which is good. And yeah. And what happens to all of this data now? Is it between Strawberry Cowboy and Mason Landsec, or is it going to be out in the public domain? Very much public. Yeah. Um, part of the key thing within that was um, through the Innovate UK funding and everything else, it's, it's not just uh, something for the team that worked on it. It's about sharing everything with the wider industry the case studies, etc. And we, we've been trying to do as much in terms of that promotion as we can. But one of the key things that really allowed that to happen is the involvement with uh, the Construction Productivity Task Force, um, as well as the recently published Private Sector Playbook. There's a number of case studies based upon the Forge, but the Construction Productivity Task Force is a group um, of individual uh, selection of clients, uh, main contractors, and a few other uh, trades and stuff like Mars Row, um, who are quite basically all joined up on the same kind of objectives of improving productivity within construction. Um, and all of the key tools that we mentioned, as well as everything else that we're capturing, whether it be manually automated, was all captured within um, automated reports, so Power BI, um, which Josh had pulled together, and it was capturing all that data. And as an industry, what we're trying to get to with the Construction Productivity Task Force is a consistent way of capturing uh, data in the same standardized way because how you capture data it's, can be quite different. You know, what you uh, count as a productivity metric might be different to another organization. So, yeah, same problem in BIM, isn't it? Yeah. You know, what's the width of a brick? Some people say it's a width, some people say it's the height, don't they? Yeah. 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 So, so, sort of the, uh, the plan for us now, really, so on the Forge, we were collecting this data but we were sort of reviewing it as a team like retrospectively it was coming sort of too late to sort of make decisions or drive performance whereas now we're trying to get that data on a more frequent basis and review it as a team and hopefully provide some actual data insights to help drive the performance of the trade contractors so that's that's the plan if i think if i'm correct all of this sits within strawberry mccarthy we've got an innovation management system and you've got the kite mark I mean the BSI kite mark for innovation management yeah so we've got obviously ISO 19650 accreditation etc which is you know key part it's just kind of business as usual now it's embedded yes um, but yeah within our teams we've, we've got a digital construction function as well as kind of an information management uh, functions and, and um, as well as that again there's, there's a separate kind of innovation team so kind of collectively yeah making sure that we're aligned to standards because What's the point in making something completely unique to McAlpine? It has to be, you know, uh, understandable kind of common language across the industry. But um, yeah, it's a it's a key thing, and I suppose with the changes and uh, emerging legislations and everything else, it kind of forces us to keep uh, keep ahead of the game, really. So here we are. The project is eighty five percent complete. Sounds like you've had a massive success. Presumably, you're going to take this learning, and presumably Macewell and Landsec. Is yeah. there going to be another project with Landsec, or are you going to be able to roll this out with your other clients as well? That's what we're hoping. <laughs> so, at, at this moment in time, but the, the project itself, so it's called The Forge, but the, it went through many names. Um, so it was 105 Sumner Street, then Office 1.0. So Office 1.0 is the original concept, because um, Office 1.0, then you would have Office 1.1, 1.2, Office 2.0. So that's about reusing kind of what has been learned on it. So that is the target within Landsec. In terms of their commercial development portfolio that's coming up at the moment, there's nothing in the next short term, but the longer term there is. So that's obviously where they'd like to reuse it. Um, in terms of 
for ceramic Brian Mudd obviously in terms of the key designer in there who you know they're looking after the architectural structural uh, and MEP design as one of the key kind of you know key they're part teams. of the componentization aren't they exactly yeah. yeah um and you know they will continue to to harvest kind of the learnings from that but for uh for Lansac and for Sarah McAlpine you know we we would want to to really take the learnings forward uh, on Josh's next projects um you know the the plan is that we will take the best of and, and keep ensuring that we we kind of evolve it really well that's been terrific really terrific here about the forge and this particularly how this innovate uk funding has been deployed on this strategic project for landsec sounds like it's been a tremendous success so porik josh thank you very much and to everyone else see you on the next podcast thank bye you. thank you